Hello, I'm Jonathan Smith. I'm the lead pastor at One Church TO, and you're listening to the teaching time from our weekend gathering. We're an imperfect community of over 70 nationalities and five generations who are attempting to follow and shine Jesus in the greater Toronto area. Our vision, it's so simple. We want to help people from all walks of life know God, love people, and in turn, impact our city for good. We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging, and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening. Well, Merry Christmas, One Church CEO. Thank you, Stephanie. And uh, friends, can you imagine that moment for Anna and Simeon? The anticipation for years of their lives, the anticipation of the nation of Israel for centuries that a Messiah would come. Can you imagine going to the temple that day like Simeon? Not knowing he's going to hold in his hands a baby, but not just any baby, the Savior of the world. We're in a season called Advent, and if you grew up celebrating it, you already know Advent starts four Sundays before Christmas Day, and it actually ends tonight. Advent ends tonight. There are four themes to Advent, hope, peace, love, and joy. And those are the foundational themes of what Jesus, the Savior, brings to our lives as we come to him. It's a beautiful moment. Advent is a season where we prepare our hearts and homes. We prepare leading up to Christmas, culminating on this night, to celebrate the fact that Jesus was born to take away our sins, to to forgive us of our sins. So Advent In Advent, we we have a time of celebration, and then we have a time of anticipation. We celebrate the fact that Jesus came, and we anticipate the fact that Jesus is coming again. But between celebration and anticipation, we have something that you and I are living in right now. It's called tension. (laughs) The dictionary defines tension as a nervousness, a, a, a fear or an anger, in light of the anticipation of a difficult or important moment. I don't think it's a stretch for me to imagine that we're all experiencing a little bit of tension in the world right now. We're living in a tension between lockdowns and and our freedom. We're living in some tension between our rights and our responsibilities. We're certainly living in tension between what we want and what we have. And can I just go on the record to say that what we have right now is not what we want? Unless you're an extreme introvert, then you're living your best life ever. But for the rest of us, it feels like Festivus for the rest of us. It's, uh, we're living in what we, not what we want, but what we have right now. Many of us are experiencing the tension between what we've known, known our lives to be, and what we presently know. And that tension fuels anxiety and anger and stress I think one of the best ways maybe to find your emotion tonight and how you might be feeling, and you know, thanks for the privilege of just being in your living room with you today, but here's a couple of emojis that maybe might represent a little bit of how you're feeling this Christmas season. There's, there's the angry emoji, and some people are feeling real anger. Anger at the loss. Uh, maybe anticipating some Christmas gatherings and moments with people that you love and, and something like COVID-19, Omicron variant gets in the way. And uh, it's natural sometimes just to feel anger. Anger at this, what, what COVID has taken. For some of us, we're, we're feeling more worried. 
Uh, we're worried about what the future is going to bring. We're worried about what's going to happen in January. We're worried about what's going to happen in 2022. I think all of us, though, at some degree or another, we're all experiencing a little bit of tension. We're all experiencing a little bit of tension in this world, and maybe you've come to a point where maybe you said, like, I don't know how much more of this I can actually take. Well, the fact is, tension is not new. Tension entered into the creative order when our sin broke the creative rhythm of this world, how God intended it to work. And now it doesn't quite work the way it's supposed to, and tension invaded this place. It's just our present circumstances appear to be new to us. Uh, you know, I, I was reading an author that I often quote in our weekend gatherings. His name is C.S. Lewis. And, and C.S. Lewis wrote in 1948, a long time ago, if you were born when C.S. Lewis wrote that, you just jump into the chat room right now and say, I was around when C.S. Lewis wrote this in 1948. He wrote a little, a little, uh, little message as they were dealing with the reality of what they were calling the atomic age, an age where there was a fear that gripped the world that at any point people could die. Here's what he wrote. He said, how are we to live in the atomic age? I'm tempted to reply, why, as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year, or you would have lived in the Viking Age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and, and cut your throat at night, <laughs> or indeed, as you have already living in the age of cancer, the age of paralysis, the age of the railway accidents, the age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin to exaggerate the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, when, you all, uh, when all of you who love, all of those that you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was ever invented, it is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to the world, which already bristled with such chances, and even which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. So it's Christmas Eve. What are you doing to us, C.S. Lewis, here? And Pastor Jonathan, why are you reading this to us on Christmas Eve? Well, he goes on to say this. This is the first point to be made. And the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we're going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let the bomb come when it does and find us doing sensible human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting with our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies, but they will not and cannot dominate our minds. So C.S. Lewis is trying to pull back to provide perspective for us. He wants us to understand that the only certainty right now is uncertainty in this life. So the question for you and me on Christmas Eve in this Advent season is, where is your hope? Because if your hope is not something in something that can, can bear the weight of the tension that is around this in, this in this world right now and that we're experiencing, we're going to experience an even deeper tension. But at Christmas, we celebrate the coming of hope, Jesus. And we anticipate 
the return of hope. But how Jesus came and how he'll come again looks very different. When Jesus came the first time, he came like a lamb, a lamb. But when he comes again, it says in scripture, he'll come like a lion. When he came the first time, it was in silence. But when he comes again, it'll be amidst the the blasts of the trumpet and the skies will part. When he came the first time, he came in, nobody even noticed. He came in obscurity. But when he comes again, the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is king. Because no one will be able to ignore him when he comes again. He will come in all of his power and all of his majesty. And on that day, beloved, Jesus is going to say, enough. Enough of this. Enough of the pain and the sorrow and the heartache. Enough of the shame and the rejection and the death But until that day when he comes that we anticipate, we live in tension. The good news is, though, Christians specialize in living in tension. In fact, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. In fact, we live with the glory of Eden deep down in our souls, but we have its finger, we have its dirt underneath our fingernails. We live in the pain of this life, but we have a promise of everlasting life. Jesus has already come, and we celebrate that. That's the game changer. But we anticipate, and our hope is anchored in the fact that Jesus is coming again. He's coming again. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus understands the tension that you and I experience. Because when he walked this earth, he lived in tension. He lived in daily tension. In the Hebrews chapter 4, he says he can sympathize with us because he understands the weight that we carry. He understands that whirlwind that you find yourself in. Those moments where you have, have you had days like this, friends, where you feel like you have peace for a moment and then all of a sudden you, you jump into social media and you feel anxiety all over again and you feel like a yo-yo back and forth. He understands tension. And can you imagine his life? See, he knew what the future held for him. He knew when he was attending the wedding parties, when he was laughing with his disciples, when he was hearing the adulation of the crowds, he knew that whole time that he was going to lay down his life for every one of us. He knows firsthand what tension is like. And because of that, We can know this. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace. Can you say it out loud with me? To help us in our time of need. We can find grace to help us in our time of need. We can be confident that Jesus understands when we come to him. Listen, do you feel like you're at the end of your rope? Do you feel like you're, you're, you're living in the middle of tension and you're trying to make ends meet? Jesus knows how you feel. He lived in abject poverty, no place to lay his head, trying to find a place, trying to make ends meet. Maybe you're in the tension of family conflict and difficulty. When Jesus started his earthly ministry, his family stood against him. They eventually came around, but before then, he lived in this this tension, this relational tension. 
Maybe you've experienced that or are experiencing that this Christmas season. Maybe you're struggling with the tension of people who have let you down, friends who maybe have dis- deserted you. And Jesus knows exactly how that tension feels. His friends abandoned him. His friends betrayed him in his greatest hour of need. Jesus knows what our tension is like right now. But hope comes from anticipation. And we anticipate a day, a day when maybe COVID-19 will be a footnote in the historical annals of history, just like World War II or some other very difficult and dark moment, but in our distant past. We anticipate and we gather strength and hope from the anticipation, recognizing that this storm will someday break and the sun will shine through again. See, hope comes not with the absence of hardship and difficulty, but with the presence of Jesus. See, Jesus is our calm in the chaos, friends. Jesus is our rest in the tension. Jesus is our light in the darkness. I want to pray with you on this eve of Christmas. For some of us, I'm just going to invite you to to lay your tensions at Jesus' feet and to invite the Savior to be at work in and through your circumstances. For others of you, I want to invite you to follow Jesus. You know, this is a magical time of year. (laughs) That word seems so empty and And it certainly feels a little different this Christmas season. But think of this, friends. Our world might feel different, but Jesus is no different. He's the same Christ of Christmas that has been around for the 50 plus years I've been on this planet. He's still saving. He's still redeeming. He's still sustaining. He's still healing. He's still restoring. Jesus is at work in this world today. Don't let the noise Don't let the fear mongers and the anxieties rob you of the joy that Jesus has you in his grip. Let's pray together this Christmas season. Well, Father, we come to you on the eve of the day when we will celebrate the coming of the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the risen one, the Lamb of God, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Alpha, the Omega, the highway of holiness, the roadway of righteousness, the pathway of peace, and his name is Jesus. And in preparation for that celebration, we make room in our hearts for you this Christmas season. And friends, I'd invite you, whatever tension you're feeling, maybe you're a child watching right now, you know, you're just feeling the tension of missing friends from school and missing some of those regular routines and patterns that, that you love. Maybe if you're a young adult or a teenager, you're, you're missing those connecting points with people your same age. Maybe you're a grandparent and you're missing your grandkids. You're missing an opportunity to gather. Let's take our disappointments, our pain, our tension, and let's bring them to Jesus in this moment. Jesus, we know you can hear us. And we know you love us. And you know that some of our hearts are a little saddened when we look over our shoulders and we just see what this last year maybe has brought. 
And God, we, we acknowledge it's not all been bad. <laughs> we are grateful for the good things you give us, Lord, for the way you sustain us and care for us. But we bring to you our disappointments on the eve of Christmas. We bring our tension. And we invite you, Jesus, to mend our hearts and remind our hearts that someday, <laughs> someday, every wrong will be made right. Everything taken will be restored. Someday, everything that we walk in this life through and limp with will be healed. So we let, uh, fill our hearts with hope this Christmas season, Jesus, as we look forward to that day with anticipation when you will come again. And friend, if you're here and maybe you're not a follower of Jesus or maybe you're not sure, I want to say a little prayer and invite you to know the joy of Christmas this Christmas season. Jesus, would you come into my life such as it is? I'm thankful. I don't need to clean up my life before you come. Instead, I just come as I am with all of my baggage, with all of my disappointment, my anger, my worries, my tensions. <laughs> and God, you, you receive me as I am, but you, you won't leave me as I am. Would you be at work in me? Fill me with your spirit on this Christmas Eve 2021. I receive Jesus right now as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me, God, of all the things that I've done that have hurt others or hurt myself or have harmed my relationship with you. I welcome you into my heart and into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, One Church CEO. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, we hope you join us at one of our campuses if you're in the GTA for a weekend gathering. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world, we'd encourage you to join us at onechurch.to slash live. We believe everyone can be a part of what Jesus is doing both in our community and in our city. So if you'd like to connect with us at a deeper level, visit us at onechurch.to slash next steps. See you next time. Thank you.